When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Will it happen or won't it happen? You can bet on it with the Betfair Exchange, proud sponsors of the Final Furlong Podcast. The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by AtTheRaces.com, the ultimate online resource for racing fans. Welcome along to our Final Furlong Podcast festive preview special part two. As we're going to begin with Chepstow, which is live on Sky Sports Racing, we'll be taking a look at Kempton, Leopardstown, Limerick, and all the great racing in between. Uh, I'm Mr. Kennedy alongside an all-star cast. First up, making his second appearance on the Final Furlong Podcast from Betfair, Mr. Kieran O'Connor. Okay, looks so good. You had to invite me back in less than a week. Absolutely. And this time, you're not just here to review. This time, you're here to tip. Oh, oh, no one told me that. Oh, I may... Uh, oh, did you not get may, the memo? Oh, no, 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 no. I'll have to change everything. Oh, oh, sorry about saws. Super, <laughs> super saws not. We are also joined by host of the Final Furlong Podcast Christmas Quiz 2019, Mr. Adam Webb. Hello. I had a lot of fun with the Christmas Quiz. I must say uh, it did cause great consternation and confusion, but we will, <laughs> we will release the answers section in a week. Yes, you heard that right. We're going to make you wait. So we're going to release it, I think, on the 28th. That's when you'll get to hear the answer Oof. section of the podcast. Oof. It was a huge amount of fun and no spoilers. No spoilers as to who got the prize. We are also joined by a man making his debut on the Final Forum podcast. We've worked together on the radio many a time and uh, been plastered at racecourses, particularly the Dublin Racing Festival on more than one occasion. It's Luke Elder. Hello. How are we? I'm all right. Are you sober? I'm sorry, but yeah, I've got a Diet Coke for now. Shall we begin with the Carl Welsh Grand National live on Sky Sports Racing? Soft Ground and uh, Elegant Escape is uh, currently your favourite. And now McGinty has been coming in for an awful lot of support on the exchange as well. Uh, we spoke about this in part one of the festive preview to get the thoughts of Rory, Jess, Vanessa as well. But um, we want to kick it off with you guys. Kieran, what's the current state of play on the Betfair Exchange? Yeah, Elegant Escape 4.7, which is 7 to 2. Uh, now McGinty 7.6, which is 13 to 2. And then uh, Truckers Lodge 8.0, 7 to 1. Potter's Corner 11.0, which is 10 to 1, of course. Elegant Escape, uh, it's getting plenty short now, you'd have to say. Obviously, has a massive chance. Ran very well in the Ladbroke Trophy. This course and distance seems to suit him. Top ways probably wouldn't worry too many uh, about it, but uh, yeah, he's plenty short to be truly honest. Uh, one probably for me, I, I've I've gone around it a few times with him. Uh, probably now McGinty. Look, it's um, it looks like extreme distance has suited him. He beat the Rasher counter at Chepstow at the beginning of the year. Uh, he's up to one sixty rating, win form on heavy ground. 
Uh, you can run around it a good bit. I'd also give a bit of a shout to Potter's Corner, to be honest, as well. But uh, I think there's going to be a bit of support over the next couple of days for now McGinty. And after running around and looking about and checking everything, that's where the pin has dropped on this one for now. Okay, so now McGinty for you, Kieran. Uh, Luke, who have you settled on for the Welsh Grand National? Well, I think Elegant Escape is the horse that everyone for the last, well, since the Labrooks Trophy has been saying, I need to back that for the Welsh National. Yep. And it's gone from 10s into, what, we're talking like 7 to 2 now, and everyone's going, oh, shit, we've missed a prize. <laughs> yeah, it's plenty short now, yeah. You can't exactly go, yeah, I'm definitely back at Elegant Escape at 7 to 2. So I've, I've decided to put my, my clever dick hat on. And Space Cadet, uh, well, what price is, is Space Cadet here, Kieran? Ooh, let's have a look. One second. I'll you off it because he's a long way down the list. He is indeed, yeah. Uh, 70.0, 69 to 1 on the exchange. It's a mad price for this. I mean, he might not go because he's got an entry in the Paddy Power as well. But if, if Gerda Glocklin looks at the Paddy Power and thinks, yeah, we're definitely going to go there instead of this pretty poor Welsh national, then he's a madman. He, he might not get in the Paddy Power, which is great news for, for anyone backing him at a, at a massive price in the Welsh National. But he ran really well in the Troy Town last time after two point-to-point wins. Obviously, he was with uh, Gordon Elliott and then changed the yards, won two points-to-points and then finished fourth in the Troy Town. He was staying on all the while. Soft ground, three-mile five is going to suit him perfect. If he goes, I think he is an absolutely massive price. He'll have no weight on his back thanks to uh, the elegant escape but I think this test will be absolutely perfect for him and I thought I'd chuck a, a couple of quid each way at, a, at one of the massive prices in the form of Space Kid. I mentioned it to Adam Webb earlier and he, he scoffed at me a little bit so I'll let him take it. I scoffed at you? I, saw, I said fair enough. <laughs> oh yeah, fair enough. That, that's a clear insult. Oh dearie yeah. me. Uh, How did you just say it as well? You yeah, know? Yeah, it's, a, it's the tone. Exactly. Which, by the way, was it a WhatsApp that you sent him? Like, was it in text form or did you actually say? Uh, text form. So then well, there's yeah. no context for sarcasm. What are you talking about, man? Don't be so sensitive, Adam. Uh, you know Adam Webb like I do. He's the nice man of racing. Oh, Who's going to win the Welsh National? <laughs> Who's going to win the Welsh National? I, I'm actually really keen on Elegant Escape. One thing to note about the Welsh National this year is that they've changed the distance of the race. It's now an extra furlong because... The mad charge to the bend, it's caused trouble over the years. So what they've done is they've moved it back a furlong, so now they have to jump an extra fence just to get the field to settle down easier going into the bend. He just stays and stays elegant escape. And it's weird to say that I feel he's still unexposed over the same trips. Obviously, he's been running over three, three and a quarter, but I think a test like the Welsh National is always going to seem to best effect. And he's going to attempt to be the first since Bonanza Boy who won it twice in the late 80s and he did it off top weight it was only a little horse um, the most recent example was Halcon Genelade who tried to do it and very very nearly did it Miko de Beauchene got him on the line I think he's in that kind of mould of horse he's not quite good enough for a gold cup but he's the kind of horse that you're going to see in these big handicaps running consistently well I think 4-1 to one is very very fair about him and in what is a substandard Welsh national, I think he will take plenty of beating. I'm in 100% agreement with you. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but um, we've been talking about this horse <laughs> Luke, for a... Luke will be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> we've, been, uh, we've been talking about this horse for so long that it, it's hard to get away from him. And just the, the market support for now, McGinty, I, I completely see where you're coming from, um, Kieran, but like he's now well-found in the market as well. And 
just wonder if on the day Elegant Escape might actually drift a little bit. Um, best price again about Elegant Escape currently, Kieran? Uh, around about seven to two mark really is what we did. So it should be noted as well that if you're looking for the bigger prices, we're going five places on the sports book. So Space Cadet is around forty. So you can have what you like on that, I suppose, with the five places coming in there. Well, here's one then, because if you haven't heard it, uh, Rory recommended on the sports book that you take advantage of the each way offer where you can ask for extra places. But instead of asking for extra places, ask for less and boost the price. If Luke is really confident about his selection you can shorten your selections to three places and get I mean, a less, less crazy here it? <laughs> and, and, and go for a totally bonkers price um, yeah but then it then it comes forth and you're crying and yeah the yeah true enough true enough i mean but, to, to uh, be fair no matter what you do it's going to finish one place out of whatever you've backed that's the spirit that's the way <laughs> that's how we no approach the, well. that's no how way. you approach the big betting preview show happy christmas everyone ah, good man luke <laughs> well done so elegant escape for adam and for i uh now mcginty for you kieran yeah definitely and luke you are swinging for the fences with yeah, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go space cadet and uh, and cry when he doesn't get declared garoto lachlan uh do the right thing take him to chip tony keenan it's Tony Keenan that the delivery tips horses isn't going to run because he can't get in trouble for it. Yes, this is the Tony Keenan maxim. Yeah, tip a horse yeah. that will be a non-runner and that way people will give you a pat on the back and say, oh, you know, you, you had the value. Uh, exactly. There is the finale juvenile hurdle. Uh, we might just touch on this very, very briefly. Um, Joseph O'Brien has got a number of entries and he was saying to me in the interview during the week that he, he is looking at running some horses in the UK um quick line on the finale hurdle so adam we'll start with you i am amazed that all mankind is unbeaten over hurdles he was an absolute fruit loop on the flat for michael bell and dan skelton has done a hell of a job to get him to win two hurdles even at cheltenham where he's still a free-going sort and yet he still powers away from them at the finish um navajo pass won a great two at doncaster last time and he just looks a resolute stare even at this stage if it came down to an all a real gutsy finish, I think I'd favour Donald McCain's horse. A four to one, I think, could be a very fair price. Okay. And Brian Hughes, the King of the North, is uh, King of the North. Navajo Pass as well. Uh, Luke, I think all of these are very lucky that Goshen's not turning up because Goshen would have wiped the floor with every single one of them. But... Would, he, would, he, would he not go left at every single hurdle? Or right even at every single hurdle? Sure, I think the consensus in the, the more yard from that was, the, was that he was looking for a way out effectively where they come out at, at Fonboy, which is around a, a furlong or so. Down the, back, enough. down the back straight, he wasn't actually that bad. And I think Fontwell is possibly the worst track possible to run him at. And he, he's just got a huge engine. If he ran in this, then... then you know, wheelbarrow time. But I think I'd agree with Adam, unfortunately. And Navajo Pass so far has done very little wrong. Um, I quite liked him at Doncaster. I, I completely agree with Adam about All Mankind as as well. Obviously, he beat Botox, has another Gary Moore horse uh, last time around. If he can do the same at Cheps, though, I'd be very, very impressed. But at a short price, I could leave him for the, the day. Navajo Pass would be the, the way I'd be looking, certainly. If you can identify a weak, short-priced favourite, you're immediately off to a good start. So, Kieran, are you going to make it three in a row for Navajo Pass? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily go with Navajo Pass, no. I can see why the favourite uh, All Mankind is short of four to five at the moment on Sportsbook. Uh, I think that form was a bit franked, actually, at the weekend, because top Botox has was quite impressive, actually, uh, last Saturday. We spoke uh, during the week about him. 
Um, and of course, all mankind made all when they clashed last time out. But I think if Joseph sends Cerberus, mm. that's the correct pronunciation of that one, uh, his form stacks up pretty well against this. And he was quite impressive last time out. Uh, I think it was Wave of the Sea one. Again, another one to make all one by about two, two, two and a quarter lengths that day. Um, and I think if Joseph was to send that one there, I think he'd give both Navajo Pass and all mankind. So at five to one, uh, I can. I, I'd like. I take Cerberus at five to one before I take All Mankind at four to five. But I can see why the favourite is up there like that price. And JP had bought a wave of the sea, who then gets duffed by Cerberus. So then he goes and buys Cerberus as well. So he's just buying up all <laughs> these juvenile hurdlers as quickly as possible. He's desperate to win the triumph again this season. The <laughs> Desert Orchid at Kempton at two thirty. Altior. Yeah, let's go back to two miles. That's fantastic. That is. Talk him up for the King George and then say, oh, we're not too sure now about running him at Christmas. And No, actually, we're going to run him at Christmas over two miles. It's fine. You can do what you want. He's a superstar. Uh, Nico de Boinville, Nicky Henderson, short price, obviously, on the sports book. And uh, I imagine will be a very, very short price favorite on the exchange. Kieran? Yeah, I mean, you're looking around about one to three. Um, I guess it's a bit of a waiting game here. Uh, Altior, obviously, look, it's a superstar. It's a little bit disappointing, uh, as you said, that they've decided to drop him back in trip. Uh, there was us talk of an injury and not going well at home. It's probably not really a race to be having a bet on. Uh, Scour Royale, Kaplan, Duke de Genevra, no, no, no. Uh, one to three, Altior should win, should win it well, let's be honest. Yeah. Simple as that. To be fair, I thought he had no chance of winning the King George, but it's just when they talked it up so much, let's see it. It would have been exciting. It would have been fascinating to see how he would have coped uh, going up and trip, and he's finished second to the highest-rated horse in training, so it's not like it was a bad run first time up. Uh, but anyway, here we go. We're back to two miles, and really, Adam Webb, he should be winning. He should be winning. I thought it was an excellent effort behind surname first time out. There was no issue with two mile five for him. And I am disappointed he's not going for the King George, but the common sense decision in the camp is to come back to two miles. And as they said before, as Nicky Henderson said before the single creek, that would sort of air where they were going to go for the rest of the season. So, yeah, to be fair, everyone will make the point he's back right-handed. If you want to take him on, right-handed is an issue. But I've never felt going right-handed at Kempton's ever been an issue to him. Some of his best performances for me have come here. So, yeah, he'll be tough to beat. Yeah, Lukey wins, doesn't he? Yay, LTO's running over two miles again. Whoa, fantastic. <laughs> That's just a waste of time, isn't it? <laughs> like, I, I, yes, okay, when we get to Cheltenham, it'll be a race because we'll have we'll have Shaq and Paul Swell, we'll have Silas Emery, we'll have Deffy DeSalle thrown into the mix. Just try him in the King George. If he's, if he's not right, don't run him at Kempton at all. Yeah. I mean, Nick Henderson has never, ever wanted to run him over three miles. He never wanted to go out at two miles, which is fair enough. If he believes he won't stay, that's fine. But you cannot say he didn't stay at Ascot. He was beaten around Swindley Bottom. Yeah. He was beaten such a long way out. If he's, if he's not going to run at Kempton, fair enough. But don't say that his work wasn't good enough for the, for the King George and then put him in a desert orchid. We've now got a grade one horse once again running in a grade two. It's what? Uh, I, I oh, but he it. worked really well on Friday and his oh, schooling was of course, electric. Of course so. it was. Yeah. Kind of nonsense, isn't it? It's I mean, to be fair, Henderson never wanted to run, over, run beyond two miles. And he could have Bonville, Bonville wanted to run over two and a half because he said that he thought he wanted that now. And Patricia Pugh said that she wanted to run the King George last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
This has been coming for two seasons, and and they've just they've just backed out on the back of of one defeat. And also the idea that oh he wasn't himself that day. He's always scrubbed along in his races. Yeah. Anybody look back I mean, at the champion yeah. chase? That's exactly how he runs these days. He just hits a flat spot. Um, for the last for the last three years with with Alan Webb, I've been the most boring person in the world for a multitude of reasons. But I've been moaning that Altior should run on the King George for a long time, and finally this year. I'm gonna get my wish. I'm gonna get it. He's gonna run on the king. No, no, no. At the last hour, no, we're gonna run on the desert orchid again. Screw you, Luke. Happy Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't have for two miles. Uh, the 120 at Kempton, the wayward lad novices chase. Uh, we've got Felix of Al Dancer. We've got Global Citizen, Grand Sonsi. Um, didn't quite go to Planet Sandown last time out when he was pitched in at Grade 1 company. Um, Kieran, I'll start with you. Anything that stands out for you here in the Wayward Lad? Well, I mean, you've got to look at the favourite, let's be honest. Uh, won tons in France. Uh, won in his only appearance in the UK for Venetia Williams. 6-4. Uh, uh, probably seems a fair enough price. It could be shorter on the day. I've got a feeling, because uh, looking at the sh- at the betting at the moment, Global Citizens there, 2-1, to one, Grand Sancy, 5-2. It's fives bar. Got a feeling that favourite might get chopped in a little bit. And uh, yeah, we could be looking back on this uh, in months' time and being, ooh, 6-4. That was uh, that was a nice price to get this Fanon Destraval. I think you, you, you look no further than him at the moment. And Fanon Destraval, to be fair, not only did he have a streak of wins to his name in France, he also came with a big reputation, and yet he was 6-1 to one at Newbury. It was bonkers. Um, Venetia Williams is winning everything, Adam, so presumably Fanon Destraval wins here as well. I love this horse. He left a proper impression on me when he won at Newbury. The way he jumped, the way he travelled, the way he quickened on the bridle. I thought it was an exceptional performance. I know it was a handicap. I know he got the four-year-old allowance and he was rated 1-3-7, but he won in the manner that suggested that he could be graded class. And I think he's really, really exciting in a race like this. I think Kempton will suit him really well. He's got a low, quick action over his fences, but you never, you never felt like he was going to fall. He, he's, he's got the requisite ambitions to be a top two mile chaser, and I feel if there is a leading arc or contender in the UK, it's going to be him. Agreed. Just the others, I feel, are a bit of much of a muchness, like mm-hmm. Al Dancer. Grandson C ran well on his chase debut in the Henry VIII, but I feel as though he'll need to improve on that. The other interesting runner would be Global Citizen because he ran at a time when Ben Paulins were completely out of form. And I, I was really disappointed with his chase every, but with subsequent events and what we've found out, he could be very interesting back on the flat track. He's, he's likely going to make the running as well, which will help Fanny and Destrabel. A nice, strong pace to suit him. Okay, Fanny and Destrabel, so it's three votes so far. Luke, are you going to agree? No. Oh, I, oh Spoiled sport. <laughs> I know I suck. Um, I, I, the form is working out eh, from that newbie race. And to, to step up to this, this is going to take a, a fair leap. I mean, Fanny and Destro was very, very impressive. Solly Doc ran poorly at Ascot the other day. The Flying Sofa ran moderately, I think, in the same race. Encore Chomp, the, the sixth place, has won a, a nothing race round. I think it was Fakenham um, the, the other day. Fanny and Destro could just go and win, but at a price, or at the price at the moment, I, I'm not overly enamoured with that Fanny and Destreval. Gronson sees like a Swiss army knife for Paul Nichols. Whatever Paul Nichols wants to run him in, he'll just do it. And he ran him in a grade one. 
I mean, he's the sort of horse who fills in wherever. He's like, run him in Supreme, then we'll go to Kempton. All right, we'll run him in a grade two next, and then we'll go chasing instead. But he's just wonderful. It is Grand Sonsi. I think Dan Skelton's runners. Interesting, though, in Mary Bumry, however you say it. Um, really impressive at Warwick last time around. Jumped absolutely superbly. Got Thomas Darby in a, a fair bit of, of bother and managed to, to put away a pretty good field early on. I mean, Esprit de Samoza, a one three three rated individual, was beaten after two or three fences or so. Adam rightly mentioned there'll be a decent pace set in this and, and she'll be part of it. I, I think Dan Skelton's charge would be one that could very much serve it up to Fanny and Destraval if the Venetia Williams runner is is as good as we think slash hope. Marie Branner, the mayor for John Hales, for Dan Skelton, we shall see. Yeah, I think that pronunciation was worse than my deliberate bad pronunciation. I'm going to go with it, though. Is it, is it, is it Mary Bonnery? Marie Bonnery. Can, can we ask an Irish person on this podcast? <laughs> Marie Banray. Kieran? That sounds about right to me, yeah. Yeah, Marie Banray. Yeah. I've learned to never correct the presenter if he pronounces something wrong. <laughs> 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 the 255, the Paddy Power Chase. Oh, now we're talking. We've got Philip Hobbs leading a whole host of JP McManus silks. This is going to be fun. He currently heads the betting on the exchange. Frankie Tightlips has said today, as we record on the 22nd of December, that they will be making decisions late as late as possible. So we won't be hearing too much from the JP camp until whenever it suits them. Uh, what's the money currently saying on the bet for exchange, Kieran? Uh, I mean, that it's a tough one, obviously. No comment uh, is pretty much top of the market at the moment. You get around 7-1 to one there. Poker Party, 10-1. to one. Fitzhenry, 14s. Uh, Plan of Attack, 14s. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how it all stacks up on the day in the end. Uh, looking at it, the one down there that just catches my eye a little bit, I have to say, is probably Spiderweb. Um, mm. won the Munster National um, after taking five months off. And, yeah, it's, it looks looks like it could keep on improving. Um, likes heavy ground. Um, it'd be interesting to see who takes a ride on him. But I think you can get probably around the 16 to 1 mark at the moment for Spiderweb. Um, not entered in any other race, so you know he's going to be going there. And of all the McManus runners, which I suppose we kind of have to look at, yeah, the spider web is, is probably the one for me, to be honest. He's got half the field here. Uh, <laughs> Luke, that, that is true, yeah. He's got yes, literally yes. got half the field. And who knows, given the rate he's buying horses, maybe he'll buy some more between now and the off. Uh, Adam, he'll be the one in the white cap if you're watching the race. That's <laughs> just looking at a white cap. <laughs> Poor Jerry Hannon. What a job he's got on his hands in this one. Um Luke, your thoughts on the Paddy Power? If I tip up Space Cadet in this, I could tip up the same horse to be a non-runner in two races. That's vintage Tony Keenan. Uh, that's Yeah, I'm not going to, but I could. Um, there's a horse in the race at the moment. Is it 29, uh, the, the field size for this? Kieran, is it 29? I think it's 29 runners. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Looks yeah. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can quickly there. <laughs> um, he's 31st on the list at the moment in Roaring Bull who I thought ran really well to say he was beaten 46 lengths, finishing back in 10th in a Troy town. He turned for home, still travelling well. He was in about second or third place, and then he just got tired late on. I think, well, I hope that he's been aimed towards this for, for a little while now. He will win a, a big handicap, but chase over three miles this season. He obviously ran a very good race at the Sherman Festival last year when staying on after getting outpaced in the novice handicap. 
after that went on to be beaten by Borough Saint a couple of times, once in the Irish Grand National, which was a, a fantastic effort for a novice uh, to finish back in sixth, but he was still plugging on. I think he'll run on when others have, have cried enough. And again, at a big enough price, I think Roaring Bull is, is well up to, to winning the race like uh, uh, like this. It's going to be a tough race. It, it always uh, is. My one take from it is that God, I hope Space Cadet runs in the, the Welsh National instead of this one. Oh, if that <laughs> happens, you'll be sick. Uh, Adam, <laughs> Adam Webb, your thoughts on the Petty Power Chase? Uh, there's a couple I like in this. I, I'm quite like Fitzhenry, who was second to Chris's stream in the Troy Town. Look, he was no match for Chris's stream. Chris's stream was a handicap handicap lot on the day. I just like the way he went through the race, and I still feel there's progression to come over fences with him. Seven-year-old for Paul Nolan. Uh, he's going the right way for me. Be interesting to see if no comment does turn up because then if he turns up, he's the first string and then it's trying to work out second, third, fourth, however many strings that JP will have in the race. Uh, the other one the other one has a handful of entries over Christmas. Um, but if Mortal turned up here, I'd be very interested in him as well. I think mm-hmm. 25 to 1, for if he does turn up, I think it'd be a big price on him. He was a useful novice last season, was second over course and distance behind Delta Work. Uh, he ran really well in the RSA, where he went round the inside, which is a, the place where I don't think he wanted to be that day at Cheltenham. So I feel as though you can mark him up for that effort. He had a sighter over fences behind Getterbird at Goran. He's unexposed again over fences. He's got a marvellous pedigree as well out of a great two winning mare, Pontipi. And... I feel this is. I think this has been the plan for a while. Although he's got other entries over Christmas, I remember reading Stable Talk with Joseph O'Brien, and he mentioned the Paddy Power as being a likely target. So, JP might two against the field. Yeah, Tower Bridge for me. Uh, I know that Joseph was saying on the Final Furlong podcast just last week that he was awful the last day and that there was no explanation for it, so that he would have to improve. But they're putting blinkers on him, and um, oh, that's- yeah. Yeah, and I, I really like this horse. I really he, like this horse. He he caught the eye on his return. Yeah, behind Tornado time. Flyer, big time. Um, yeah, let's see if he goes off fourteens. I can't I mean, see <laughs> if he's fourteen. Something's not right. Mm. If he's fourteens, I'd be avoiding him. But I wouldn't. Yeah, if, if he's fourteens, it's a no-go zone. You'd rather you'd rather miss a few points, I think, on Tower Bridge. Yeah, I think so. A, um, Kieran, with Adam Webb, the way, Mortal was second on my list. Um, as well so that cannot end well (laughs) interesting Um, Kieran what price is Class Conti 14s Class Conti is another one I'd have on the list Um, back over hurdle the last time out they're trying to rebuild his confidence I think there's a decent race in him he just exploded onto the scene back in Tremor um, so there's another one to add to the mix for the confusion. That's the Paddy Power, uh, two fifty five. Yeah, we gave seven runners there, seven at seven least, picks. at least seven, <laughs> and uh, none of them will be in the frame. But no, hopefully we've we've at least picked a winner. There's definitely a combination tricast there anyway to send us oh, all to Dubai. Hopefully there has to be. The one ten at Leopardstown is the Paddy's Rewards Club loyalty's dead. Live for rewards, Chase. Chacun pour soi is going to make his comeback here, or at least this is what we're told. We've got Silius Emery, Hardline, um, Footpad is double-entered, but King George is his plan, and uh, Roy Delargy's champion chase up a Plutard. The current market, uh, my friend Kieran, how's it looking? Uh, it, it, it was 
I suppose it's all about Shaqin, Porsois, two to five, Silas Emery's five to one, probably won't rock up there really. Hard line, hard to know what to make, six to one. Aplutard, 11 to 1. Uh, it's all about Shakun Porsois. I think everyone going there on the day, including myself, uh, just looking forward to seeing him win and hopefully winning well and uh, going on to a big clash with Deputy De Soil. I, I, I think he's really open for improvement. Could be one of the most exciting horses of 2020, Shakun Porsois. Hopefully he shows that on the day. Well said. Uh, if Silly Emery, and we think he won't run, doesn't turn up then that two to five is going to be long gone um so if you want to put him in an accumulator or some kind of multiple bet i wouldn't put you off that Uh, he's in good form because we did see him work the other day and the jockey camp footage is there it was danny mullins was doing a piece of work on him and he seemed to be perfectly fine punchestown form doesn't always translate but on what he has done so far luke 31 length victory on his debut following up by smashing the jlt winner this is a seriously exciting horse. Yeah, he looks a, a potential superstar, doesn't he? Uh, Shaq and Porsche. It's, it's a novel idea that you guys have got over in Ireland. You run your, your grade one two-mile chasers and actual two-mile grade ones. It'll never catch one of it here. But... Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how we tend to do it here. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I don't know. Like, if, if that's what you guys want to do, then, then fair enough. We'll stick to our things. Um, Shaq and Porsche, he's a horse that... Adam, do you remember a couple of years ago what, yes. we batted, what, what are we batting source anti-post for? The Martin Pipe, he was twenty-five to one. I'd, we, I'd heard many good, I'd heard many good things about him. He didn't make it, and then it was, oh, he's injured again. Oh, he's had another little setback, and another setback, and then he won a Grade One at Punchestown, and I was left to think, wow, what would he have? He was on one three seven for that Martin Pipe. What would he have done off that? Whoa. It wasn't even that. It, it was more the case of. Does this horse actually exist? <laughs> yeah, that was a good point as well, yeah. And he finally emerges. So it's like, oh, there he is. Is he still a thing? And then he, he comes out and he, he blitzes Port Morlock by 31 legs at Nace. And you're thinking, goodness me. And then he goes and, and beats Deffy to serve. He'd, he'd have probably won the Arkle on Chase Debbie if he turned up. <laughs> he probably won the Arkle and the Martin Pipe in the same year. But um, I hope he is as good as... as as he showed last year, and I hope he can step forward because to see him running against Deffy Desel and Altior in the in the Champion Chase uh, come March, that will be a, a heck of a sight uh, for, for for the Cheltenham Festival and probably something the meeting would need as well. Big time. You, you know, it's funny the Champion Chase at the moment. Altior three to one, Shakin Pursuit four to one, Deffy Desel four to one, Silas Emery fifteen to two. It'll be interesting to see if Shakin Pursuit comes out and does exactly what we expect to do, how the market will change there, because you could actually see Shaq and Persuade half in price to go top of the market at twos, realistically. Um, so maybe the 4-1 to one right now with the champion chase is, you know, something you might look at. Yeah, the only thing I'd say about that is that this time last year we were thinking that about Footpad, and then he gets beaten by good old Simply Ned. Oh, don't remind me. And, oh, I, don't uh, I, I know, I know. And Simply Ned is already there. He is here in Ireland and is ready for his beloved Leopardstown at the age of 17. Um, he probably will be in the first three again, to be fair to him. He probably will be. I'd agree with that. He's run behind Deffy Desoy at Cheltenham. He, he clearly needs a couple of runs these days to get him in the, in the frame of, well, not frame of mind, but in, to get him going as the season goes on, just as he gets older, he gets a bit wiser. But he's appearing in this race for the sixth year in a row. He's won, well, I say he's won the last two renewals. He got the first one given to him in the Stewards' room mm-hmm. and he beat Footpad last year. But I can see him chasing Chak and Possoir home. 
I've yeah. got enough question marks about the rest of them. Chilas Emery, I don't think he's going to turn up. Hardline, I think, wants further. Aplutard needs to improve from his first run, which I, I think he will. A fairly obvious thing. Cadmium coming back in trip. Is he good enough for this level? I'm not sure. Yeah, I could, I could see simply Ned chasing home Shaq and Poussoir. Yeah. And this field that was is... quite interesting last year uh, in that in that race. Uh, the footpad was beaten when the cheer that went up in Leopardstown when footpad crossed over the last, which probably a five length uh, advantage. Oh, Something God. came down at the same time in the last and seemed to have hurt Simply Ned. And then Simply Ned gets up on the line and mugs him. It was uh, like the air coming out of a crowd in the space of a couple of seconds. It was like any power falling at the last. Yeah. Just the whole place was deflated. Oh, man. Uh, but hey, listen, if you back Simply Ned, fair play to you. Um, That's true, yeah. We, yeah. We're expecting Shaqan Persuad to get the job done, and it seems as though he's in good form. You may have the right train of thought there, Kieran, back him for the champion chase if you fancy him, because he could easily be 2-1 to one, uh, on the back of this. I, I guess it's going to depend on what Altior does. If Altior scrambles home and there's question marks, and this fella goes and bolts up, then... Yeah, you can see him being caught. But then again, there's Defi Desoy as well. Oh, God. It's um, it's a stronger division than we're giving it credit for. The Paddy Power Future Champions Novices Hurdle taken by the mighty Hurricane Fly. Who will the next Hurricane Fly be, though? And is there a horse of that caliber in this race? Um, Kieran, we'll start with you, my friend. We've got easy work for Gordon Elliott. <laughs> we do. Uh, Ab- Abacadabras. you got to pronounce that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, four to five at the moment. Blue Sari, night four. Alexia Dene, 8 to 1, Easy Work, 10 to 1, 10's about the Banner King Rebel and 14's Bar. I speak to a lot of people actually in work. We, we always talk about this Abacadabras. It looks a completely different horse to last season, looks to improve a lot. Uh, but I, I have to say, I think it's noticeable that when you look through the entries, that this is the only one that Blue Sari has. And at 9 to 4, uh, that looks pretty okay for me at the moment. I can see why Abacadabras uh, is top of the market there, but with Blue Sari certain to go here, second in the champion book for last year, you've got to give him a great chance. There's there's actually lots to really like about it. Latest exhibition, Frank the Form from his grade three win, um, and take out Envoy Alan. There's there's lots to like about that form coming into it. And while I can see why Abercadabras is four to five, and some of the lads might go for him, I'm I'm going to put the neck out and say Blue Sari at nine four is is an absolute stomping bet, and I, w- I wouldn't be surprised at all if he wins this. Not I'm- at all in agreement with you because I really oh there we go <laughs> I really like the boss's Oscar who Blue Sari beat and the boss's Oscar, Oscar took a bumper on his debut and did so quite nicely he's going to run on the 28th in the opening maiden hurdle at Leopardstown and uh, support him keep him in mind for that race I think he's, he's very very interesting but Blue Sari like we know the talent he had last year um, good enough to be second in the champion bumper. I'd be, yeah, I'd be quite keen about him. Did you say nine to four? Yeah, nine to four. Abacadabras is four to five. Look, like uh, we've chatted about this before and work loads of times. And I know a lot of the guys who are trading the races absolutely love Abacadabras. They think that the world of him down mm. in the old, the old Betfair bunker, they think he's improved both physically and mentally. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not welcome down in the bunker these days because I think it's Blue Sari, you know? Well, I'm with you on Blue Sari. And uh, you can strut into the bunker with uh, wads of cash and a massive swag, <laughs> wearing your pimp, your pimp costume, f- complete with cane, um, and just, like, throwing cash around the place. Um, 
Luke, your thoughts on this race, the future champion's novices hurdle. Are you with us on Blue Sari? 100%. Excellent. Uh, Come on. I love we're all in agreement. Am I the only one that thinks Abacadabras is a little bit of a... Nah. A little bit of a thinker. No, I, I, no, I think no. that. I think that. Yeah. Is that, is that a joke? I, I, well, I put him up as in as one to avoid on this podcast a month ago, yeah. and I uh, was left sweating at Fairy House, but Envoy Allen went again, so it wasn't a problem. <laughs> never going by on Boy Allen. He, he didn't want no. to. He was lugging him. He, he hung left. He, he did exactly what he did in that Leopard Sound bumper when he hung left, hung left again, and then went straight through the rail. Right. I do think I think there is a screw loose with him still. For all there is a lot of ability in there, it's trying to harness it, and I still have my doubts about him. I've I've got big doubts about him. I, I think I think ability wise, he's the best horse in the race. It's yeah, I'd agree. That's going to come to to the fore. I mean, as, as I said a moment ago, he was very happy to lug him behind on Boylan at last time. Mm. At Ferry and he probably could have beaten him if he had really applied himself in the in the finish and coming up to the final flight. The the one thing as well that you need to mention with with Blue Sari, Blue Sari's had what one go at Envoy Allen and he got to within three parts of a length of him in the champion bumper. Abacadabras has had two attempts at uh, well three effectively, but one he ran out. Um, and he, he hasn't got to within three parts of a length yet. He's beaten five and three quarter lengths. Uh, so at uh, at Cheltenham and then at one and a half lengths uh, at uh, at Ferry House last time around. So. I think Blue Sari is grossly overpriced at nine to four. I'd, I'd be happy taking on Abacadabras all day long. Yeah, me too. Um, Luke is with us. So, Adam. I thought you were asking me again there, Emmett. No, no, no. <laughs> Adam, are you going to make this a clean sweep? Yeah. I, naturally, I have to. Because if, if, if I'm giving you a horse to avoid and telling you it's going to win races and there's something wrong. Obviously, when I gave him, I do expect him to still win races, but. I do think his temperament will get the better of him on certain occasions, uh, especially if he, if he say if he won this and then was made favourite for the Supreme, I'd be taking him on in that all day long because it's a race where they get racing so far out and he's a horse I think you'd have to deliver exceptionally late in that. Uh, Blue Sari, I think he'll improve massively for what he did on his debut. He jumped fine, uh, drop back in trips not going to be an issue. I think he's got plenty of pace and I think he'd be the bet against that Bacadabras. We're fully in agreement here. We're totally in agreement. I would even go so far as to say that Blue Sari and Easy Work in a straight forecast and really, Ooh. really take on, really take on Abracadabras. Yeah, we'll, we'll clean up, hopefully. So Blue Sari for all of us then. Um, Abracadabras is an absolute certainty right now. And then he goes and <laughs> bolts up. Bolts up. Um, <laughs> quick line on the Beginner's Chase, Kieran. Uh, this is the Paddy Power live stream, all Irish racing on our app, Beginner's Chase 1235. A uh, couple of notable entries, most notably City Island. I kind of thought they might rethink things and go for the champion hurdle, given the fact that it's, well, crap this year. But no, they're continuing down the route of going novice chasing. Yeah, well, that's not the one that caught my eye, I have to say now, in terms of the entries. Uh, Mellon, Early yep. Doors are all ent- entered in this. It'd be interesting to see if they rock up. Very intrigued to see what the price would be if they did rock up. Uh, love Early Doors. think it was class uh, at Cheltenham last year. Uh, I bet Dallas depict on that day who was very much fancy to be all, to be truthfully honest came in for a lot of money during the course of the Cheltenham Festival No, Gordon was very sweet in them and early doors got the better of him in the end if you watch, remember watching that race Dallas depict on looked like he had it won you know, a couple of furlongs out so uh, yeah that would be the ones that would catch my eye interesting to see if Mellon goes if early doors 
I'd be back in the early doors if he does turn up, which I think he probably will. Um, and I think he'd be just suited to something around like this on heavy ground. And I think there's lots of room for improvement from that. So early doors for me, just, just looking at But obviously, we don't quite know exactly who'll rock up. I have an emotional connection to that horse. 20.98 was the straight forecast. 354.60 was the tricast. What a way to end Cheltenham 2019. Go on, early doors! And and <laughs> friends, happy days. I lost my mind. Uh, Luke, we'll go with you. Your thoughts on the... Uh, Novices chase, beginners chase. I think if Mellon runs, he'd be very tough to beat. Uh, I think initially we were very disappointed at Navin, weren't we, with uh, with him getting beat full stop. Suddenly, that form of Fakir Duderi looks okay now. Doesn't look that bad anymore, does it? I mean, Fakir Duderi has taken defences very, very nicely. He's not very big, but he jumps absolutely beautifully. Yes, Mellon was beaten, but we know how good he can be. He, he isn't the most consistent in the world, but if good Mellon turns up, then. I think it could be a case of game over. Early doors, I'm not, I don't know if I'm convinced about him going chasing. And probably the same for City Island, to, to be honest. I'd be, be wanting to watch him. Mullen turns up, but I'd be I'd be very sweet on on him. But it does turn up. Adam, for you? I was really surprised at how Mellon took to chasing it, Nathan. I was half expecting him to end up on the deck, just the way he's been over hurdles at times. But he jumped really well, beaten by a good horse in Fakir Duderi. Uh, I'd be on his side. City Island, yeah, I'm actually surprised. I thought that they'd reroute and go down the champion hurdle route mm. because he won essentially the best trial for a champion hurdle hurdler for a novice, which is the the Ballymore. He beat Champ, mm. and he showed plenty of speed that day. Um, I mean, it's still got time to reassess. I mean, it, it, it could go wrong. Hopefully, it doesn't for connections, but it could, still could go wrong over fences, and they've got time to switch back to hurdles and potentially have a crack at the champion hurdle division but I'd be on side with Mellon and I never thought I'd say those words over fences about him to be fair to Tony Keenan he has tipped up City Island for the champion hurdle for his at the races column so he'll be hoping that he gets round okay but then connections reassess and go for the Irish champion hurdle we shall see I think it's a it says an awful lot about how much of a chaser they think he could be that they're willing to, to pass up a, another season of our hurdles because He'd be a big, big player if they did go that route. To the 28th of December and the Savills Chase, as it's now known, uh, we've got Album Photo, Annabelle Fly, Bells Hill Wins All, Delta Work, Keep the Faith. Uh, Footpad is double-entered, but obviously we know uh, that he should be going elsewhere. Uh, the Mighty Presenting Percy. And there's a certain horse called Kemboy, who's now in the ownership of the Kemboy Brett Graham Ken Sharp Syndicate. I wonder what colours Kemboy will be running in and why is my name not included there given, <laughs> given I definitely have got 50% of Kemboy uh, current betting my friend Karen. what's the story for the Savile's Chase at Leopardstown feature race on the 28th uh, yeah, look, could be a cracker really looking forward to it Kemboy 6-4 presenting Percy 7-2 Road to Respect 7-2 Delta Work 11-2 album photo 9 and it is 10's bar for this one yeah really look back uh, can't have Ken Boyd 6-4 coming back after a break. Just Agreed. really can't. Uh, high hopes for Road to Respect 7-2. Yeah, Delta Work, I think his jumping lets him down all the time. Very, very dangerous. It's got to be presenting Percy, doesn't it? you got to keep the faith with him. Uh, Ranwell and the John Durkin, just hopeful that that old, the real the spirit is back. I know we've mentioned the others. 
it is a cracking contest. Road to respect, so impressive in Down Royal to uh, before failing to win a race for the rest of the season last year. So could he follow that up again? And as I said, I'm not convinced about Delta's work jumps under pressure. Uh, Ken Boy, we don't know what would have happened in the Gold Cup last year. Obviously, he fell early in that, but did think he's going well. But the problem here is that just that break, uh, I couldn't be backing him at 6-4. to four. And you got to keep the fate with presenting Percy. Look, we sometimes have very short memories in racing, but go back to Cheltenham, watch that race again. Tell me he's not a superstar. I dare you. It's presenting Percy. 7-2 to two is a cracking price. It's going to be a cracking grade one, and it's going to be the return of the double P. Agreed. Agreed again. <laughs> the only problem is that I also really like Delta Work, and I'm not as convinced that his jumping falls apart as you are. And that run on his reappearance at Down Royal can't have been right. Like, some of Gordon's horses weren't really firing at, the, at that time, and I'd like to see him bounce back. But presenting Percy at 7-2, to two, lads, you're giving it away. Happy days. Pat Kelly, <laughs> the Reynolds, we're just going to scoop up all the cash. Davey Russell blowing kisses to the crowd as he jumps the last. He'll be in the champagne tent as Road to Respect is chasing him home. Happy days. This is a gift, surely, Adam Webb. I think the first two horses we mentioned presenting person Delta work, I think that's your reverse forecast. Oh, yeah! Delta work, Tony Keenan has made the point time and time again about him that he is always best on his second run after a break. Yes. You look at his RSA run, and that is an excellent effort behind Santini on top of the game. And that's the feeling I got from his down row run. He was a bit ring rusty, made a few mistakes, and I think he'll improve for that. For all that his technique over offence, he can be quite flat compared to make compared to others that make a, a proper shape over offence. But it doesn't stop him. You look at him at Bunchestown, he was so impressive that day. Now, my preference... If Delta work and presenting Percy would be presenting Percy. I thought it was an excellent effort in the John Durkin over a trip short of his best. And it was a run that just said that he was going to come on massively for it. Now, obviously, there was a change of jockey before the race. Xavier Russell getting back on board, no issue whatsoever. Back at three miles around Leopardstown, I think this will set him towards the Gold Cup. And he could even be near enough Antipas favourite if he goes and wins this for all for all I respect Ken Boy as well it's just first time out I know he's got a good record off, off a break but William Mullins MO with this race with horses coming back off a break is that he's not exactly going to have them cherry ripe like he said a fair few hot pots been beaten in this race well he won it last year with Ken Boy Ken Boy had already had a run yeah. Don Poli his other winner had had a run he said some good horses beaten in this race so it's a stepping stone rather than it being an all out cup final for him so I'm going to side with Percy and Dale's work to be the main danger and worth mentioning that if it wasn't for the entire Supreme Racing clusterfuck that he would have run it down Royal so potentially yeah he was yeah. in he was there to be run until they were banned from having runners and then uh, you know basically ostracised from the sport and rightly so so yeah. it's, it's if he had a run under his belt Kenboy I think we'd be talking different here big time I, yeah I, just 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 don't like the break that he's had and come into a red hot field like this at six to four no it's the price he's just too short yeah. he's he's got all the talents in the world and he's the highest rated standing chaser in the business like he's he's very very exciting but not at six to four uh luke elder your thoughts on the savills chase uh i i disagree with a lot of what was just said <laughs> And we're hanging up. Bye, Luke. Bye. <laughs> moving, moving on. She's sure to go down well. Go on. If I were to have 
if I have, have, have done a, a horses to avoid list, much like uh, my good friend Adam Webb, Delta work would have been pretty high on that. Oh, um, come off the stage. Ooh. I just don't think he's going to improve from last year. I, yes, he ran very well in the uh, in the RSA, but Santini and top of the game are going to improve a lot more than than him. I don't think he's a. I don't think he. Well, he might run in the Gold Cup. I don't think he'll win a Gold Cup. I'd be very surprised if that were the uh, were the case. So, I just don't think there's that much more to come from uh, from uh, from Delta work, especially out of Norris Company. Kenboy, I, I do agree with. If he were. If, if you could rest assured that he was 95% fit or even 90% fit, then he'd have to go pretty close in, in this. But I think Kieran mentioned short memories in this game. And that's exactly what you need with Rose Respect because he jumps awfully every single race. But there's a huge engine with him. And I'm willing to give him one more chance until the next one more chance. He ran, he was to be Clanders Oboe over at, uh, at Down Royal. That was over three miles. Before that, he had running the, the Ryanair, finishing third behind Frodon. I, I'm convinced he would have gone even closer in that if he'd have just jumped one or two fences a little better, but he almost made a mistake and lost half length every single fence there was. An entry which his form is usually worth throwing out the window because entry form is useless for, uh, for April going forward. He was there, like, it is you. Come on. Unless your name it's is... A great, it's a un- fantastic... Unless your it's name is Apple It's a fantastic three-day meeting. Yes. It is, but it's useless past the three days, isn't it? Oh, well. Sometimes <laughs> it works out. Some Sometimes. shouts here. Literally never. Um, Apple's Jade. <laughs> yeah, Apple's Jade, yeah. How's she getting on this season? Oh, oh come on, yeah, man. Short memories ago. Short oh, memories ago. God almighty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that form from Now Royal with, with Road to Respect. I think the two, the two to focus on here are Road to Respect and, and Presenter. So I'll give you the Presenter first. I'm not talking later on. Okay. All right. So you are you are going to go with respect. Reminders of the market currently on the Betfair Exchange or the, the sports book it may very well be for this one, Karen. Yeah, it's on the sports book. Realistically, Kenboy six to four, presenting Percy seven to two, Road Respect seven to two, Delta Work eleven to two, and it's nines bar. Uh, yeah, should be a cracking contest. Looking forward to it. Seven to two, presenting Percy. Album photo does have an entry, but he'll be running on New Year's Day at Tremor instead. Uh, they're sticking to the route that they went last year with him. The Frank Ward Memorial Hurdle over three miles. Uh, this is basically what used to be the Ryanair. We've got Bacardi's. We've got uh, good old Kultovic still knocking around. Uh, Penn Hill. The world's end is entered. Can't see him running, seeing as he won the other day. Uh, Apple's Jade. They're going to apply headgear, and she's going to run. Uh, Benny, Diz- Benny Didieu is in here as well, um, along with a number of others. Uh, Kieran, betting and thoughts. Well, I suppose sometimes uh, on Sunday evenings when I've been out the night before on Saturday night and had far too many hot ports or sweet sherries and my NFL act is down the train in the first quarter already. Oh, no. I think back to Benny the De uh, fall at <sighs> Cheltenham and it gives me the it gives me the full on fear on a Sunday evening. Uh, but you got to say that last run was brilliant and seems to be on an amazing comeback trip. Um Despite what it did at Cheltenham, and you know, it still hurts. Uh, even money about Benny the De, Apple's Jade four to one, Bacardi's four to one. You know what I mean? Harry seven one. Penhill's in there actually, the eight to one. It's probably the one that uh, a few people will be looking at. Came on good from the last run, but like Benny the De, take away the Cheltenham, as I said, and the fear it gives me sometimes. Uh, it's the standout here. Classy mare, loves soft ground, gets the mare's allowance. Even money, yes, please. She wins essentially, Luke, doesn't she? 
Yeah, 100%. I think this might be the strongest favourite of the Christmas period in the the, the big races anyway. Look, she'll be a, a lovely stairs hurdle horse that runs in the mare's hurdle once set again, you would think, to try yeah. and that wrong. But last year she did, the only thing she did wrong was was come down at the last at, at Cheltenham. She was going to win that race. She beat the Boncour over in France as well. She had a long season, so she, she had that well-earned uh, break. She's coming back over the Christmas period I'd be surprised if she got beaten in, in this I hope she she goes for something like the stairs hurdle later on well not something like I hope she goes for the stairs hurdle to run against Paisley Park but I was hoping she was going to get a good test in this against um, the likes or something like if the cap fits who I think was entered he was, initially yeah. he was he of course didn't well he, he he wasn't ready to take on Paisley Park who was a non-runner in the marsh hurdle at the, uh, at the weekend but I think wherever the cat fits goes, he'll be worth following. But as far as this goes, Benny Davia really should be winning it. Big time. Can you round this one off for us then, Adam? Are you with us? If she turns up, yes. Uh, there's not really much else you can add. <laughs> Simples. She, I, I, I mean, she was exceptional at Otoy. I, I had my doubts that three miles would be suitable for her, but she well and truly proved me wrong. So, which a lot of Willie Mullins mares tend to do. So... <laughs> um, to be fair three miles at France can be very very different to three miles in the UK or Ireland can be but she was deadly she was absolutely yes. deadly in that race and De Boncourt is a legend so uh, yeah fair play I think a lot of the things about this race as well is that uh, one of the lads mentioned there opposition looks very poor yeah. if Apple's Jade we said if she turns up like if Apple's Jade turned up in full 100% form Apple's Jade would have a cracking chance if Penn yes. could recover from his lifelessness at Fairyhouse and turn up on the day, he would have a great chance. If Bacardi's bounce back a little bit and turn up on the day, but well, we have to go on what we've seen. Um, and Apple's Jade looks like a horse that's not really enjoying racing at the moment. Penn Hill looked a bit lifeless. It, it looks wide open for Benny Dada to just take this at even money. You have to just go on what we've seen. Kieran, did you just posh up the pronunciation of Bacardi's? I think I might have, yeah. It's just, Bacardi's, it's just man. just something that I'm working on. It's Bacardi's. Bacardi's. you order. Yeah. you order. Yeah. There's, just, no, there's nothing wrong with trying to class up the show, mate, you know? Uh, listen, <laughs> nothing wrong with it at all. It's like, it's, it's like okay. making sure that everybody knows it's Moet and not Moe. Don't make that mistake. It's Moet. Moet. I wouldn't know. I've never bought one. Well, we'll sort that out at the Dublin Racing Festival because that's exactly what Luca <laughs> myself did a couple of years ago. Oh and we my got disgustingly God. drunk. Um, I, I am interested to see Apple's Jade coming back with the headgear on. And obviously she won this race last year, but she just looks lifeless. She just doesn't look like she's firing at all. So they're persisting. Um, but you'd imagine that Benny did you. We'll, we'll take all the beating. And it's, it's slightly different with her. Uh, than it would be with with Kenboy. Um, Sunday the 29th of December uh, takes us to the Matheson Hurdle, as it's now known. Um, This is over two miles, and uh, yeah, fairly rubbish. Super Sunday, Sharjah, who shouldn't be underestimated, Petit Mouchoir, Classical Dream, Durasso, Armoron, he gets to run again as well. He's freed. He's freed, I tell you. He's now called the hey. Ar- Armoron Syndicate. <laughs> um, current betting on this race, please, Kieran. Uh, classical Dream, 11-8. Darasso, 3-1. Course Sublime, 10-3. It's fives bar. Uh, 
whatever way you look at it at all, Classical Dream has really disappointed. Uh, we've been speaking a lot about, obviously, the champion hurdle over the last months and will anyone come out? The hope in Ireland here was that it was probably Classical Dream, but just far too keen all the time. It's so disappointing, the Moriana. So I would not be taking the short price about that. Uh, of all of them, it's interesting to see that Darasso has been supplemented during the week for this. And I think that gives you its its own little insight into the market mm. that they feel that they can go and win this one that's supplemented in a three to one. It uh, looks pretty decent. Course of Blime would be one that I wouldn't uh, be ruling out against either at the moment. Uh, there's li- lots to like about the top two behind Classical Dream but I I just couldn't be back in Classical Dream at that price I don't know about the lads but no not for me it was back in March when we last saw Durasso winning when he beat Cadium but I think it is very significant that he's been supplemented as as Kieran says Uh, Luke we'll go with you your thoughts on the race I think Classical Dream is an absolute certainty back that up please explain (laughs) <laughs> I, I, Willie Mullins he has had horses beaten the Morgiana in the past wasn't Faheen beaten the Morgiana Faheen was beaten by the late yes. great Nichols Canyon exactly I, I think he's going to improve so much for that run a classical dream he doesn't really appear but look like a horse that anyway would be cherry ripe for his, his first outing Curse of Blind I'm not sure is up to his standard in in truth Charger like Again, whether he's going to be able to, to beat Classical Dream on a 100% going day, I'm not 100% sure. I, I think that after this, he will stamp his authority on the, the champion hurdle market. Whether he's a champion hurdle winner, I don't know. But I think we'll see a, a much different Classical Dream over Christmas than we did last time around. I, I still think he could be very, very good. And people have people have got rid of him far well, too People have got rid of him because, uh, if I say, like, Saldier, obviously. But, I mean, Petit Mouchoir bet him that day as well. Yeah, it, it wasn't a great run whatsoever. He still wasn't beaten a million miles. But the thing about the Morgiana is that he was beaten, what, three lengths, just under three lengths or so? Mm. And suddenly yeah. everyone said, well, Saldier's now on machine. And he's going to go and win a champion hurdle. And that's not going to happen anymore. Classical dream. Uh, whoa, whoa, this whoa, is whoa, a- whoa, whoa, whoa. He's only out till the new year. He may very well still win a champion hurdle. Some of us have our bets on. Thank you very much. Don't don't be Probably won't. busting my bubble. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. Yeah, he will. All right, fair enough. And Jack and I will win a gold cup. Um, classical <laughs> God, give up on that. <laughs> I'd say Grondaway would be some champion hurdle horse this year. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh. <laughs> when I first met, when I first started talking to Luke six years ago, he was obsessed with one thing, Grondaway. Oh, my word. Oh, you, even, must, you must last, hate even, money. For his Christmas present last year for Secret Santa for On The Other Hoof, I bought him a mug with a picture of Grondaway on it and his old Twitter handle. Right. Well, how, how far would Grondaway have beaten Hurricane Flood he stood up? Oh, um, questionable. Get off Anyone that. that Hurricane Fly Anyone is the greatest hurdler of all time, including Isterbrack. Yeah, sure, if you don't count like maybe like 10 to 15 other hurdlers, then yeah, he's the greatest hurdler of all time. He's the second greatest hurdler ever. Only Isterbrack beats him, and that's because Isterbrack has that Cheltenham record. Five Irish yes. champion hurdles, 22 grade ones. Get out of it. Right, come on. You're sticking with Classical Dream. You reckon that he just bounces back from the Moigiana? I think he does, yeah. Okay, and you're happy enough to take him at eleven to eight, despite like that, because that like that's short enough for ours to disappoint it so much. In this race, yeah, I mean, if the likes of Saldia were turning up again, then then probably not. 
But I don't think Curse of Blind will beat him. I don't think Sharjah will, will beat him. And the rest, there are huge question marks over and, and probably a few of them won't turn up. I, I think I think he's been really underestimated now after just one bad run. And it's always dangerous just to cast a horse, cast a horse aside after one slightly disappointing effort. So I, 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 I really think he will bounce back to form. To be fair, you make a good point and we do sometimes fall into the trap of just eliminating a horse in the back of one poor run they're not machines they're entitled to a disappointment short memory memory quite early Kieran he did lose a two to five though you know so unless unless it was you were one of those and that uh, never happens two to five shots (laughs) never get beaten Um, Adam your thoughts on on this race Sharjah's last year's winner but of course he was disappointing as well in the Moggiana yeah, he benefited last winter from the ground being good for the majority of the winter. Mm. So that's my concern with him is soft ground. Classical dream, you'd expect him to improve from the Morgiana. He looked very fresh that day. Um, you want, as I said on when I was on the review podcast for that, you want to see that freshness come out of him. I still think he'll have them traits of being keen, especially before a race. Uh, but I... If he's not winning this and he's in big trouble for the rest of the season, then you'd be then asking the question, why did he go chasing with him? Because the way he jumped some of his hurdles at Punchestown, you were wondering, should they have gone chasing with him? I feel as though he'd be the most likely winner and it would be disappointing if he was to be beaten here. To be honest about it, the two boys have swayed my mind and I'm going to go with Classical Dream. (laughs) Of the the Willie Mullins superstars of yesteryear, who does Classical Dream remind you most of, Adam? Of William Williams, yesteryear superstars. Oh, God. With that yeah, low head carriage. I think he's Duvan all over. Yeah, I can see it. I, mean, I, I, I too am surprised that he didn't go chasing, to be honest. But uh, you look at the champion, the state of the champion hurdle this year, then, yeah, okay, I get it now. It makes sense. The Neville Hotels Novices Steeplechase. Hello, Trace Neville. Uh, long-time listener to the podcast and married to my good friend, Carl Kelly. They shall be there presenting the trophy on the 29th of December, Sunday at Leopardstown. Um, fully on board the gravy train, we've got the RSA Chase Winner 2020 carefully selected in this market. But, of course, we've also got a Battle Over Doyen, who I imagine is heading the betting, Kieran. Yeah, Battle Over Doyen is 2-1. to one. Manello Indo, 5-2. to two. Sam Crow four to one, Champagne Classic five to one. Uh, I do know that uh, my good friend, and I can call him that, Barry Orr, uh, loves Manila Indo, so he'll be back in that one for sure, five to two. I tell you what, I would love if Gordon Elliott rocks Sam Crow up here. I don't think he will. I think Sam Crow will go with that clash uh, with Foy down at Limber, and I think Sam Crow will win that one. I think Sam Crow is going to be another horse that we're going to be getting very excited about in 2020. I think Gordon's done a great job. Um, getting back down in the yard a couple of times. They've done some great work with Sam Crow, even giving him a box now that leads out into a, a kind of a garden area at the back. Uh, just loads of great stuff. And I think Sam Crow is going to be, you know, back to his best in 2020. And I would love if they brought him to this race, but they probably won't. Uh, so you were looking at some battle over Doyan, a two to one, very likable horse. Look, only time he was beaten was in the Ballymore, where the race probably didn't suit him. Uh, just keeps doing enough. Um, It'll be a clash between himself and Manila Indo. I would just, just lean towards Battle Over Diane, but it wouldn't be a massive shock if Manila Indo was to win it. And yeah, look, if they send Sam Crow there, it'd be great. I actually think it would be perfect for Sam Crow, but I ain't the one making the decisions. Luke? I, I love Battle Over Diane. I think he's a really, really good chaser, and he will be for a, a couple of years to come. I, for, for my mind, anyway, he's 
the the front runner for the RSA at the uh, the moment. He was he was nice enough last time. Look, we're not going to get flattered uh, with uh, things. He was two to five. He got hampered a few times by any second now, and he wasn't helped out. I think it showed his his guts and and how much he wanted to win. That he, the fact that he actually managed to to come home in front. He won nicely at Galway. He he jumped about as well as I ever remember at Debutant at Galway that day. And of course at Cheltenham last year. He bombed out completely. I think it was a year too soon for him at Cheltenham. There were reports that he didn't travel over well either. It won't be a problem this uh, well this time around. But I think Battle over Doyen again is another very solid favourite over the, the Christmas period, and, and he's definitely one that I'll be betting. Adam Manila Indo for me. I was really taken by his chase step. You obviously you've posted very smart hurdles for. Him. He was clearly needing a run. The connections have been very vocal of that. He takes a lot of getting fit. He was always going to come on plenty for his first run. And I was really pleased with what he did behind Lorena. Um, she's obviously going to run over Christmas as well. Step up in trip, back up in trip, not going to be a problem for him. And Henry de Bromhead with a wry grin said that he's going to be the first also to win a grade one that hasn't won a beginner's. Over hurdles and fences. There may be other examples out there. I should have done the research for that. That might be a quiz question one day. Me. Who knows? Next year. <laughs> Next year, please God. I'll try. I'll try and dig that out if I can find it. If I can find another example, then it'll be a quiz question, and it'll be bloody hard as well. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm gonna remember. There'll be no short-term memory there. I will. Re- I will remember that once we once we figure that out. What was What was the question? Uh, name a horse oh. who's gone from a beginner who's won a grade one after not winning a beginner's chase a beginner's chase in Ireland is bloody hard to win these yeah, days yeah big time yeah is- but Manella Rindo didn't win a beginner's uh, a beginner's a maiden hurdle either so it's yeah, straight- he won his first hurdle race in Albert Bartlett so unbelievable which is another example of how difficult the potato race is did Western Warhorse win a beginner's chase before going to Arkle yeah he won a novice round Doncaster yeah and some Silly old. Adam, what did you think of Manila Indo last time out? I know you mentioned it a little bit. Do you not think he just disappointed slightly at Gowran last time out um, behind Lorena? Just a little bit. Jumping was a little yeah, bit suspect. He probably probably I, the blew up a little bit too. I just felt that he was going to improve massively for what he did there. His jumping in the main was fine. But I, I felt that it was just a stepping stone towards Christmas. Henry de Bromhead was always insisting, I think, that they were going to run it. Whatever he did in that beginner's chase, bar falling, he was going to go for graded company straight after he ran in the beginners. I mean, if he if had managed to beat Lorena, it would have been a hell of a performance. Mm. She was very good on the day. He was miles clear of the rest of the field. So he, I, I'm really excited about him. I, I Luke's talking about Battle over Diane being his potential RSA horse. I'd say Manila Rinda would be my RSA horse. Barry Barry loves this horse. I, I can I can reveal that. Yeah, it's one of his is it's one he has in the notebook for this year. He said that openly on the pod as well about he's just basically backing this horse as though it defeats out of the question. He loves he loves Manila Indo. So yeah, Rachel Blackmore possibly in line for another grade one win. Carefully selected. Carefully selected, made a few novice mistakes last time out, but don't underestimate him. He's a big, big player in my view, and I hope he turns up here. And I would love to see I, him go and win it. I would want to see him improve in the jumping department. Yeah, Probably he's he got an engine. He was novice. He was, yeah. 
But I like him. I love I love him as a bumper horse, and I'm still mm. throwing up at the thought of him getting beat by relegated the oh. champion bumper when he kicked for home, and I thought he had it, and then she came at back. Oh God, yeah. thanks, not a good day. Thanks for the <laughs> peas and carrots all over the studio there. By the way, appreciate that. Um, will we touch the very quickly touch on the Advent Insurance mares hurdle? Uh, we've got a, a number of fairly interesting ones entered here. Uh, Stormy Ireland, you'd like to think would line up. Anything of interest here for you, Kieran? Uh, it, it got multiple entries, but if Surin was was the lineup, I'm pretty sure he's entered into this one as well. Might be one to look at. Uh, Good form when it won at Market Raisin. There's only star bumpers. Uh, it kind of ties into Gardens of Babylon, who's entered in a number of races as well. And I mm. think there are two horses, actually, Gardens of Babylon for Joseph and Surin for, for Gordon Elliott, that I think people should look out for where they do end up. And I know Surin is entered in that contest. And if he was to rock up there, he'd, he'd have a right good chance. Surin's got four entries over Christmas yes. the Frank Ward Memorial Hurdle the this race the Mare's Hurdle the Matheson and um, also the Irish Independent Hurdle um, so I think you can rule out two of them there realistically more than likely and more than likely. there's a good chance whichever one he goes to shall we say I think he's got a good chance hopefully I, I'm not sure if he is actually entered in the same couple of races as Gardens of Babylon uh, he's definitely entered in that race down at Limerick the 145 on that day um, so hopefully they'll 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 avoid, they would avoid each other then yeah so they're they're two because uh, their their form is quite tied in together yes um, yes it is but but uh, uh, yeah Surin Gardens of Babylon definitely two to just keep an eye out over over where they end up going yeah I'd be very interested in her I've always liked Stormy Ireland uh, Luke Adam any views on this Luke I'll go with you first. Yeah, Surin is a horse that's going to break, yeah, break my heart this year. I, I was so keen on her. She ran in the Fred Winter last year off a mark of, I think it was about 1-3-1 one, one or so. She came out and absolutely bolted up in that grade three last time. Around, I think she could be a very good horse uh, to uh, to go to war with uh, this season for uh, Gordon Elliott. Stormy Island's a lunatic, but is very, very talented. Um, if she puts everything together, then she could be interesting. But I I, I wouldn't be taking on Surin if this were the, the race that if she would uh, turn up in. Okay. Are you going to make it a full house so for Surin Adam Webb? I thought Stormy Island was going chasing after Punchestown. Because if you remember, Rory was talking about her jumping, but she jumped like she'd been schooling over fences. Hmm. Now, the fact that they're staying over hurdles suggests to me that they'll have schooled her a bit more over hurdles. She might have got technique back that she's blowing quick over hurdles. I think that she'll be tough to beat here. So I'm, I'm going against you and... Pussing up the favourite. <laughs> Stormy <laughs> Ireland. Stormy Ireland. So, uh, the motivator. She, she, she has turned a considerable corner in, since her juvenile days where she used to pull like a train and I'm amazed that she settles better in her races and she's able to see him out anyway. So, and plus she gets weight again from Eglantine de Soy who she beat last time. Eglantine de Soy I thought would come on for that run. Yeah, she's got to give her five pound here and I think she may just struggle to do that. She pulled Noel Feely's arms out in the Triumph Hurdle. Like they had to oh, be... Oh God, yeah. They had to be... After the fall, the horse was fine but Noel Feely's arms had to be surgically reattached to his shoulders <laughs> straight away. She was insane in that race. Um, as a point of note, Gardens of Babylon has entered in Limerick on the same day, uh, along with Siren as well, uh, Kieran. So maybe that's where Gardens of Babylon will be going. Um, any other horses to mention, gentlemen? Anything else 
that is on your festive list to back? Um, Adam, let's start with you. Ooh, good question. Um, not necessarily a horse to back, but I think there's a couple of races that I think could be worth noting. And they relate to a race at the Cheltenham Festival. There's obviously the Potemps final. There are two qualifiers over Christmas. But Leopardstown one has thrown up two winners of the last three renewals in presenting Percy inside the Burley. And the Wincanton one on Boxing Day has got some very interesting entries in there. Most notably, Tedham, who caught the eye at Haydock when he was outpaced and then he ran on through beaten horses and grabbed fourth in the closing stages. I think that he's being lined up for a crack at the potential. Andre Neal's obviously got a decent record in the race, when it was wholly well in 2013. So they're the, the two races that I'm probably going to be sat with a notebook watching over Christmas. Nice one. Uh, keep an eye spotting on those. The one that fi- spotting the one that finishes either fifth or sixth that's had a very eye-catching ride. I was mm. just going to say, watch out for the horse who's staying on and just gets sixth place. And that's Why, the horse, that's the horse you put in your at-the-races tracker. Yeah, watch Sider Burley back in the in the Potemps qualifier last year. He's a prime example of it. Vintage. Flew Absolute vintage. I remember highlighting that in the podcast as well. Vintage stuff. Adam, your best bet? We'll go with the reverse forecast in the saddles, presenting Percy and Delta work. Now that's a ballsy call. I'm loving that, and I shall be backing it. Kieran, your nap or other horses to watch out for for the Christmas festival? Well, I think other horses to watch out for, I, I, I do think it's worth keeping an eye uh, on the 26th of Limerick and Sam Crow in that contest that he's in. He's 10 to 11 at the moment, 14, 11 to 4. Lorene is 7 to 2, won't be there. Uh, Ball over Dyer 8 to 1 won't be there either. So really, it's probably Sam Crow versus Foyne. Wouldn't really trust Foyne's jumping. Sam Crow down Royal uh, was fantastic run. I know it was odds on, but did it show them, show the engine still there. Next time out, we'll never know if he was going to beat Fakar Dudery. You can say yes, you can say no. We just don't know. You got to jump. Um, but I think a clear round, Sam Crow ten to eleven. That's a. It's something to keep an eye on for that day because I think you know, as I've said, I think Sam Crow could have a big uh, season uh, up ahead of him. And then uh, I'm not going too far away. Actually, for a best bet, it's got to be presenting Percy at the price seven to two. Uh, it's a, it's it's a good price, uh, and I think he'll win, and I think it'll be a good story. As Sam Crow will be, I think you know racing benefits from stories, and Sam Crow coming back and winning, and presenting Percy coming back and winning, they'd be great great comeback stories uh, re- for racing. They really would be. Do you reckon that we'll get a bigger or shorter price on the exchange on the day? Do you think that there'll be market support for him, or should we be taking that seven to two now? Uh, that's quite interesting. I, I think presenting Percy will come in. Uh, to be honest, I, I think seven to two looks big at the moment. Yeah, that's what I think. Um, I, I think everyone will start to sort of uh, uh, as they start to looking at the cards, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and started doing their bets. I think people will look at that and go, "Isn't wasn't presenting Percy like you know everyone's tip for the Gold Cup not so long ago?" Didn't he go off hundred to thirty for the Gold Cup last <laughs> season? Why is he yeah, seven so to two for this? Seven to two to win this race. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take nice. it. We'll take it. It's great to see Ken Boy back in action, but presenting Percy crushes you. And Luke Elder, other horses to mention, and your best bet for Christmas. Uh, if Space Cadet runs in the in the Welsh National, I really do fancy him at a, at a massive price. Um, yes. It's again if he runs in it for a horse that, or a couple of horses that I think would just win over the Christmas period. Both of them actually run at Wincanton uh, on uh, on Boxing Day. In the twelve twenty, lightly squeezes a horse who last time around didn't really have the run of things. They changed up tactics weirdly and tried to front run with him. He was on the worst part of the track. He got beat back in the third. His form from Warwick when he was the only horse to, to make any ground into the race when he was held up. 
it is looking quite strong. Mac the Man beat him. Mac the Man won a nice race at, uh, at Sandown. Just after that, I think likely Squeeze will win the 1220 at uh, Wincanton on uh, on Boxing Day. And I tell a lie. On to victory runs in the 1250 at Kempton a half an hour later on Boxing Day. He fell, or unseated rider more like, uh, on his uh, hurdles debut at Haydock. I think that was a race that might not have suited him. Tom Cannon's already booked to ride uh, on to victory as well. So I think those two will win. I'm not sure what sort of prices they'll be, but they'll be attractive enough, I think. Likely Squeeze and, and on to victory in the 1220 at Wincanton and 1250 at Kempton on Boxing Day. Okay. Love, love, love that. Cash in the satchel before lunchtime on Stephen's Day, as we call it. Love Beautiful. that. <laughs> on, uh, we're doing a campaign to call it St. Boxing Day on the oh, yeah. podcast. Just that, that way. That, that'll definitely happy. catch on. That'll, that, for sure. It's already being tweeted. St. Boxing Day. Uh, St. Saint Stephen's Day is going to be a, a cracking day's racing. Um, for the purposes of this podcast, I will say that my nap I'm hoping he'll be a decent enough price because Jon Snow is in there and he's got a bit of a rep from the Willie Mullins yard. The boss is Oscar, 28th of December, 12.15 at Leopardstown, the first race of the day. Boss is Oscar, breaks his maiden over hurdles and uh, goes and wins over two mile four. That'll be the, that'll be the nap for the wow, Christmas lovely. part two edition of the Final Forlum podcast. Technically speaking, that's our last podcast of 2019. Technically speaking, it is. I know we've got the betting special with Declan Mar to come, but tech and and the answers of the Final Forum Podcast Christmas quiz. <laughs> but technically speaking, this is the the last one. So um, thank you so much for making this the biggest year ever for the Final Forum Podcast. Uh, it's been insane, and I really really appreciate that. Uh, if you're looking for extra information, uh, I strongly suggest you go to attheraces.com. Our friend Tony Keenan, who will be back on the show for the festive review part one has written an article on the notable purchases from the Tatterstall's Cheltenham December sales he's also got an anti-post tip in that article as well that's on the main page of At The Races and Reese Williams friend of the show has got an eye catchers uh, article uh, with uh, six horses to put into your At The Races tracker and um, they're bound to be making a profit because Reese Williams is insanely good uh, picking out horses to follow so all of that information is there for you on attheraces.com and Simon Rowlands will be contributing I think um, I'm pretty sure that the main man Hugh Taylor has gone on break now and a well-deserved break as well but Simon Rowlands will be uh, continuing to knock it out of the park with some winning tips on attheraces.com and you can download the app for free Kieran last show of 2019 technically and your second one so far you'll be back with us in the new year I will indeed, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to having you on as well, my man. Knocked it out of the park again today and hopefully plenty of gravy. Uh, Adam Webb, you did a brilliant job at the Christmas quiz and hopefully you've unearthed plenty of festive gravy for us, most importantly with presenting Percy. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, it means I won't get... If, if some of these actually win, it means I won't get lynched for the Christmas quiz answers. <laughs> Wasn't it a lovely picture that Reese tweeted to us earlier of Al Capone? Age 32. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. I, I've been off Twitter. I'll have a look at that later on. Yeah, he's, he's, stood, he's stood in someone's kitchen. God bless him. Fair play. I shall look that up. My Twitter notifications are off for podcast purposes so that I can remain sane. And Luke Elder, a cracking debut, my man. Yeah, I, I hope I haven't disgraced myself too much and I'm allowed back. Well, you always disgrace yourself on every broadcast, and you <laughs> disgraced yourself with me on radio on several occasions. Yeah, I, I, so. I said disgrace myself too much is a difference. Ah, well, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. No, great <laughs> job, uh, lads. Happy Christmas to all of you. 
I hope you have a fantastic Christmas and uh, a very happy new year as well. Looking forward to working with the three of you in the new year. Uh, happy Christmas to you. And thank you so much for listening to the Final Furlong Podcast and a happy new year to you as well. We'll chat to you in 2020, a new decade, soon on the Final Furlong Podcast with At The Races and the Bet for Exchange. From all of us, happy Christmas. God bless. Get 2% commission on your winnings on the Betfair Exchange with My Betfair Rewards. Opt in now to start saving. My Betfair Rewards allows customers to choose their commission rate and rewards. 2% commission via basic package, which can be altered at any time. T's and C's apply. Have you downloaded the free At The Races app yet? With easy-to-use race cards and form, expert daily tips, plus video replays and in-app betting, it's the app that no racing fan's phone should be without. Available for free on your iPhone or Android mobile, visit attheracescom forward slash app for more details.